We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So Zeke Elliott over the football. He's going to snap at the Prescott. Prescott back to pass. Throws left. Caught by Turpin. Hit and dropped. After all that, they throw it to Turpin, tackled to the 30, and the game is over for a second straight year. The 49ers are going to the NFC Championship game. This is going great. Let's just state the facts. I'm, I'm a highly successful NFL head coach. Oh, it was so good. It was laugh out loud funny how that game ended. Mike McCarthy's Dallas Cowboys, 12 straight trips to the playoffs without advancing to the conference championship game, an NFL record, a terrible offensive performance against a the number one defense in the NFL. And last week, Dak Prescott, I'll give him credit, he was the best game I've ever seen Dak Prescott play. He was spectacular, but they scored a whopping 12 points. And the game ended in just hilarity. So to recap, if you didn't watch, they they get the ball back. Well, I'll, I'll, we'll start at the beginning. It's fourth and 10 from their own 18 with about two minutes and 30-something seconds left. And the clock is running. And they decide to punt. And Greg Olson's like, you got to punt fast so they have to run as many plays on the front end of the two-minute warning as possible. Now, I would have said, why are you punting? It's insane to punt. But they didn't punt very fast. They didn't end up punting until there was like 2.14 uh, left in the game. Now, I wouldn't punt because of exactly what happened. <laughs> the Niners got a first down. Game was over. But Mitchell just ran out of bounds. So if Mitchell made a smarter play, went down inbounds, the last play of the Cowboys season would have been a punt which would have been almost as poetic as their last play of the season being whatever that clown show was at the end of the game. And we'll get to that in a second. But then, because Mitchell ran out of, the bound, out of bounds, instead of having fourth and 10 from their own 18 with all three timeouts down seven, they got the ball back at their own six-yard line with no timeouts and 45 seconds left. So already, sweet job. By Mike McCarthy. Should have never gotten the ball back, but you got it back because the running back forgot what was going on and, and ran out of bounds. Okay, fine. Uh, so you got lucky there. Then Dak should have gotten a safety. Didn't. Miracle. Then Dalton Schultz catches the ball, doesn't fight through the tackle to be sure that he's going forward, is allowing himself to go backwards. Clock runs. Great job by Olsen again. He was all over it. Uh, just bad, poorly coached, undisciplined football by Dalton Schultz. Then pass down to the sideline to give him into the Hail Mary range. And Dalton Schultz doesn't drag the foot. Not attention to detail. They've got to run the, the miracle play that Tanny played coming out of the break where the, 
They put Zeke out there at center. They put a bunch of off like linemen outside the hash marks. It's a weird formation. And Niners look, eh, that's kind of weird. What's going on? We'll call a timeout. Surely they'll change it up. They come back up. They do the exact same thing. And they're like, oh, well, maybe we'll just um, hit everybody. And they just drove Zeke back uh, into the line of scrimmage. They tossed it for seven yards, got tackled immediately, game ended. And so instead of uh, ending their season on a punt, they ended it on a clown car play that had no shot of working to begin with. And the reality is, is that no matter what they were going to do there, it was not going to work. But it was just hilarious that they they thought it was going to work. And so it ended that way. And I just am continuously amazed. I heard some uh, texter on Bernstein and Holmes refer to it like that scene in Indiana Jones where the dude's waving around the sword and Harrison Ford just shoots him right in the head. I, it's funny. I, That's I, a fun movie. I actually Spoiler made alert. Holy cow. I actually made that reference on the first in pod on the podcast last night. So I don't know if the I mean, it's not the most original reference in the world. What is this now? Where'd you make it? On one SD ampersand pod, first in pod, me and Andrew Filipponi talking NFL playoffs. Is that a new thing? You can't find it on the Odyssey app, but it's available on like Spotify and oh, Apple. Oh, good. And, I'll go subscribe right now. Yeah, thank is that you. the same place I get Colin Coward show? That's a low blow. Uh, not to, not my, to you. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes in any movie, I think. That scene in Indiana Jones, I love it every time. It's brilliant. And you know the backstory behind it. The, the uh, Harrison Ford, stomach problems, food poisoning, didn't want to do the elaborate scene, told Spielberg that he would only get an hour from him that day, so they changed it from the sword fight to just shooting the dude in the head. No way. Yeah. So How is he still playing Indiana Jones, by the way? They're still putting out Indiana Jones. CGI. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, believe, I believe it's uh, de-aging effects, and I can't imagine he's doing much. I, I don't think I could bring myself to see it. I'm, I want to see it. <laughs> dude, he's... He's as old as those women that are going to meet Tom Brady at the Super Bowl in that movie. 80 for Brady, baby. 80 for Brady. I was thinking that'd be a fun, like, show punishment, and you were just like, I'll do it. Go see Tom Brady or see the movie? Go see 80 for Brady. I I can't think of much I'd oh, rather man. do that. Two hours by myself in a movie theater as a bit for work? Oh, man. No, yeah. No way, dude. That's no. Yeah. Yeah, sure. as a cinephile, I'll probably see it. <laughs> yeah. Tanny goes and sees the movie, and he just listens to a podcast on his AirPods and, clo- and closes his eyes. I've done that before <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> during kids' movies. So. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff out there. OJ's popped up on a podcast this weekend. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 brilliant. Uh, I did not. That's a great move. I can't wait to do it. Uh, I re- wear a hoodie though. Conceal it so your kids don't know <laughs> yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. I remember my mom took me to see George in the, uh, George of the Jungle. And I was getting itchy, fell asleep, and I got so mad. And now, as a parent, I completely understand you it. You get it, huh? I completely yeah, get man. it. It's tough out there for us. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah, my kid gets mad, too, but she fell asleep during Avatar, so she can't say anything to me ever again. Right. I'm like, oh. yeah, we're only here because of you, so <laughs> wake up and watch this. Yeah, <laughs> we're here, and we're here for the rest of our lives. I took uh, I took Willie to see Marley and me in theaters. <laughs> oh, that was nice of you. She hated it. <laughs> I believe it. She hated that movie. I believe it. Uh, it was so funny, though, to see Mike McCarthy go out that way, and then right after the game, Here's Jerry Jones promising that the funniest running, the longest running comedy in the NFL will continue. No, 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 not at all. And um, uh, their decision to, uh, for the, our kicker was exonerated with his uh, field goal in my mind, and uh, I'm proud for him. Uh, but uh, 
this is uh, this is very uh, sickening. Very sickening, Jerry. Very sickening. But that no at the beginning was an answer to the question of if how the season ended made him rethink Mike McCarthy's job status. He's like, no. 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 Okay. You got Dan Quinn on staff. You got Kellen Moore on staff. Didn't Dan Quinn say he didn't want to be a head coach again? They paid him a ton of money to be the defensive coordinator. And I think he thought that McCarthy would get fired and he might get that job. But I would be surprised if he isn't interviewing for head coaching jobs. I don't know if you'd fire McCarthy in the offseason and institute Dan Quinn right away. I think it would be more likely if he was fired midseason. Dan Quinn takes over as the interim, proves that he can do it midseason again, and then maybe an extension Yeah, you, or you, elsewhere. But Sean Payton's probably going to get that job anyway. They're going to fire Mike McCarthy. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to. I don't know why they're not, but it's kind of amazing. And... I just, that whole thing, like they, they need more weapons around Dak. Dak is fine. He is average. He gets paid like he's great. He led the league in interceptions this year. He threw two picks yesterday. He could have thrown four. He easily could have thrown a game losing pick six, but Greenlaw dropped the ball. And they just, time and time again, come up short in clock management situations, and they don't win playoff games. And... It's kind of hilarious because people like watching them fail and come up short. And now this was just a new way to do it. But I'm watching all the games. Good. And, and Brian, yeah, it's my job. Good. No, but, but like, I, so, okay. So I've said that I think Brian Dable should be coach of the year. And that I think that there's a good chance that Bears fans are, that's the one that there's going to be some regret over when you decided to hire, uh, Eberflus over over Dable. He's been amazing. They thought that they they didn't pick up the fifth year option on Daniel Jones. They thought it was a transition year and they came out of it with they like their quarterback. They want to extend him. They love their coach. They had a winning season and they won a playoff game. Like that is a crazy successful season for the Giants based on where they were preseason expectations, even though they got the crap kicked out of them by a division rival in the playoff game. You watch that game. The two teams were just not, they were not the same. There were like five players on the Giants who could start on the Eagles. They were just not close to being as talented as their as their opponent. But like, great season by the Giants. But I'm watching, and Brian Dable, he just surrendered. There's 13 and a half minutes left in the game. It's fourth and six at the 42-yard line. They're down 21, and he punts. And he just punted the ball away. And I'm I'm thinking, like, you're a good coach. You're a smart coach. You're my coach of the year. And you're just surrendering in the fourth quarter of a playoff game down 21 points on fourth and six at the 42-yard line. I didn't think that was as egregious as going for it as early as he did in that, that spot in the field, already down 7 nothing. That was I, I did not like that personally. Well, but I, know, I know you're a go-for-it guy. You're an aggressive guy yes. on and off the field. Thank um, you. But I, I did not like that move I, that he made there at I, all. I, and, and But here's what I hate more than either of them. Like, going for it or not going for it, Tanny, if you go for it in the first quarter... How do you punt in the fourth yeah. quarter? Don't lose the intensity. <laughs> like, the same guy, yeah. It was insane. Like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go for it on fourth down 
down 7 nothing with three quarters left to play, but down three touchdowns with 13 minutes left to play, I'm punting the ball away. Well, do you think they meant to call the punt play where they uh, let the other player catch it and then force a fumble? <laughs> I think they probably they forgot to call that. Yeah, one? I think they forgot to call that, that play. Sense, Maybe yeah. it'll drop off the dude's helmet and we could just recover it 60 yeah. yards down the field. Yeah, right. Exactly. I, I, I'm watching. I'm like, oh, you're quitting. This is what quitting looks like. And what did Philly do? Seven plus minute drive right down the field, kick a field goal. Now they're down 24. There's five and a half minutes left. Congratulations. Your season's over. What? I, who's good at this? Who, like if McCarthy's the guy that I think is the biggest con artist in the NFL and he's bad at it, all right, fine. I've been talking about that since the NFC title game against Seattle nine years ago or whatever it was. But then the dude that I think is going to win coach of the year is also bad at it. And then my like two-year man crush on Brandon Staley he doesn't go for it anymore. He's he's bad at it too. And it's not even just go for it or not go for it. It's just being consistent. It and it's actually just because losing reasonably is better than getting blown out. They lost 38 to 7. He went for it on fourth down after that. And this is what, what are you talking about? Losing reasonably is better than getting blown out. This isn't college. You're not like pleasing alumni. There's no BCS selection committee. Margin of defeat isn't a thing. This is the NFL playoffs. It's single elimination. There were a couple diehard Giants fans in my home for that game. And by the time halftime hit, I think they just realized they were just happy to be there. I guess. Happy to be in the second round of the playoffs um, in the year 2023 of our Lord and Savior. Yeah, and, 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 and again, I get it. But that's not how your coach is supposed to operate. Right. Uh in that game, like he is supposed to be coaching to win, but it, it, it's kind of a jarring thing. And because I, I used to think that clock management and in-game strategy was the number one thing, but it's not. It's the it's the preparation. It's the game plan. It's football's unique. It's like a computer doesn't just like spit out the heat zone charts like in baseball, and it's not like basketball where you got four games in a week. And everybody like knows all of your plays and you don't really do game. Like you don't really have like a different game plan. If you're Billy Donovan for the Knicks versus the Hawks versus the thunder, like it's, it, it's you run your stuff. They run their stuff and whoever makes most shots and executes the best uh, wins the game. Like in football, you game plan for the Ravens very differently than you game plan for the Bengals. And they're in the same division, but they could not be more different at teams. Right? Like in, 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 you're, you're a defensive coordinator going up against the Ravens. You got to deal with Lamar Jackson. You're a defensive coordinator in the AFC North going up against Cleveland. You got to go up against Nick Chubb. Very different. It's just like it's a week-to-week league in that way. And then the next week you got Joe Burrow with T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. So like the the in-week coaching is the stuff that matters the most. But this stuff on the in-game, it's wild how bad they are at it. And it's just a reminder that like I guess we just can't hold them to a standard of a C student at MIT who smokes a little weed and plays and plays Madden. I would like to be able to hold these $10 million a year coaches to that standard. But I got Mike McCarthy snapping the ball with a slow running back, running his quarterback into the end zone, punting on fourth and 10 down seven with two minutes and 14 seconds left with a tight end who doesn't know to drag his toes on the sideline. Then I got my coach of the year 
surrendering down three scores on fourth and six from the 42 with 13 minutes left in the season. It's insane. It was a bad weekend, man. Like, the Bengals talking trash and getting that win was fun. Uh, Cowboys, Niners. People were, like, in my mention, like, oh, I bet Parkins hates this game because it's such a defensive. That game was fine. There were <laughs> Dak Prescott threw two picks, could have thrown four. Brock Purdy was not very good. Like that, it, that was a that was a pretty well played defensive game with two quarterbacks who did not play well. Do you believe them when when they say that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo will be ready for the Super Bowl? It, 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 how do you take the ball away from Brock Purdy? Right they now? won't. I don't think they will. Seven seven or no? I don't. I don't think they will. I I think if they like if he. The only way I could see that happening is if, like, he plays horrible in Philly and they win. And I still would be shocked. I, I think they lose to the Eagles by 20. Yeah. I, I – Go Birds. Go Birds. All right, that's your team. That, that always, always has been for the last three weeks. Yeah, no, you've been in on them for, for a long time. It was, uh, it was a disappointing weekend in terms of the competitiveness of the games – and Mahomes' ankle injury just feels like there's a little bit of an asterisk hanging over this thing. It was a real bummer to see that injury happen so early. Can we actually – we have him? We have him ready? Oh, uh, I think he just went to the bathroom. Oh. He should be back in a second. Okay. Well, because I'd like to get oh, some – Oh, there he is. He's coming in right now. All right, cool. I'd like to get some exclusive reporting before Nick Wright joins us in 20 minutes. We have – this is going to be on the scroll on ESPN and Fox Sports 1. We have an exclusive update. Pat Mahomes is with us. How how are you feeling with the high ankle sprain? Well, he's he's still washing his hands, so oh. we can maybe we could break and he'll be ready on the other side. Oh, he's coming back. Okay, we'll do that. And then I got how Justin Fields fared against some of the teams this weekend. It's good stuff. It'll make you feel good. It's Parkinson speak on the score. Chad Henney facing third and three, facing pressure. Arden Key hits him. He completes it. Kelsey made a man miss. Got a first down. There's a flag right back Everybody. by where Henney got hit. Everybody shut up. Okay. The official's microphone. We'll talk to Nick Wright, a panicked Chiefs fan, my buddy from Fox Sports 1. People, you call Nick when you're uh, hosting solo. Yeah. Yeah, I do. We'll talk to him in about a little over 10 minutes. We got a scoop. Patrick Mahomes, the soon-to-be two-time NFL League MVP, Suffered a high ankle sprain. But that's what Adam Schefter's reporting, according to a source. Our source is the man himself. Pat, how's the ankle feeling? Yeah, uh, Danny, I'm going to be honest with you. It's not as good as it's ever been, but it's also not as bad as it's ever been. I, I'm good to play. Okay. I'm, good, I'm good to play this weekend against the, the opponent that we have. You, the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals. Is, this weekend, yeah. I will be playing out there with them. And like, I don't know if you're familiar, if you've ever uh, been on a sports team or anything like that. Uh, they have this thing called Toradol. Oh. You take Toradol and you can't feel anything anymore. <laughs> Amazing. Pain, good things, bad things, emotions. You can't feel them anymore. I took a lot of Toradol. Wow, so, do you, I mean, do you plan to take Toradol again then? Do you oh, think I plan to- on taking Toradol as, as soon as I can, even tomorrow, <laughs> when I'm not on the field. It made me feel pretty good. 
because you don't want to feel anything at home. Right. Yeah. Well, when I'm sitting there with Brittany, and, and for some reason Jackson just shows up and he's doing all of his stupid little TikTok dances. Right. I don't want to feel the things that I feel when I'm sober. <laughs> I see. Okay. So you're gonna be. You're gonna, Pat Mahomes is exclusively reporting that he took Toradol. Yep. Now takes Toradol. Yes. And we'll be actively. Ta- and we'll be taking Toradol again. Yes, and, and okay. I don't know if you saw. I, I I watched back the tape, and you know we get to look at the TV, the TV cameras too, and they were showing me, th- them asking me, you know, what, what do you want to do, and I was just saying no, no, <laughs> I want to stay in because Andy Reid was saying, do, do you want to come out, Patrick? And I'm no, no, I wanted to stay. I wanted to stay in the game, and I had to say that stuff about Chad Henney that I did in the moment, but I mean. The guy's been in the league longer than I've been alive. I, I don't give us much of a fighting chance against uh, uh, who is it? The team you're playing. The, the Bengals. The Cincinnati Joe Burrow and the Bengals. The Bengals. And I, I'm, I'm sitting on the sideline, and and Mr. Harvin comes over, and he just says, "Pat, you, you gotta you gotta go out there and play. We need you." Right. No, I'm saying no, no. You don't want to upset Mr. Harvin. Right. Yeah. Right. Who recently said? I don't know if you know this. He said on uh, Twitter the other day he doesn't have any friends. No. Yeah, he was going to play video games alone. Oh, he didn't so, have any friends. That's so sad. Yeah. I'm surprised you're not more aware of who your opponent is on Sunday. I mean, Joe Burrow and the Bengals have... Tunnel vision, baby. But they've beaten you a few times. I don't care. I don't care. Okay. I don't care. Joe Burrow, as handsome as he is, doesn't matter to me. Okay. Yeah, he's and, man, I would leave Brittany for him. You would? Yeah. Wow. We're, we're breaking a lot of news on yep. this show. Yep. But, again... Uh, I know. I mean, you know, I'm here so often. Uh, I know uh, Tanny's a doctor of the NBA. I wonder if he could advise me on whether or not constantly taking Toradol would be good or bad for me. Hmm. Doctor? All I know is I want to know what Pat thought of Lil John at halftime at Arrowhead. You know, he was saying, yeah. Hey. And then Pat was saying, no. No. <laughs> but I, I was with Lil John to the window and to the wall. Oh, with, wow. yeah, to the sweat dripped down my balls. Wow. It was great. I loved Lil John. That's his tune, right? <laughs> yes. That nailed it. Good job, Pat. Good for you, man. Okay. Well, I feel like this show should be much more popular than it is. We are, this is big news. Schefter and Rappaport and Jay Glazer would kill a man for this type of information. They don't, they don't get it. And, yep. and have. Allegedly. Yeah, well, no, I can confirm. <laughs> I can confirm. Oh, you know who they've killed? Yeah. For scoops on you. Wow. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you for being so loyal to the show. I'm Pat. happy to be here. And I'm so sorry about Lynn Bramer. <laughs> thank you. That's an emotional, touching tribute. From Pat Mahomes. We'll we'll check back in given that Pat's always here uh later in the week. That's um <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't expect our visit with Pat to end that way. Why did you dump that? <laughs> dump what? Don't say it again or I will strike with you in front of the Twitch audience. <laughs> <laughs> when I hear the old John song on uh on the you know throwback station, I think that part's edited out, so I'm gonna go with that. Oh really? I think it's because Todd Kevin is soft as you. Everyone's soft, but maybe look in the mirror. Yeah. Maybe you're too edgy for radio. Wow. <laughs> Someone's got to be the, the young, hip, edgy guy at the talk radio station to bring yeah. in some younger listeners. Let me, let me know when you see him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Try to find him. Send him it's our me. way. I'm right here. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> for a split second, I thought you meant that he dumped <laughs> the tribute to Lynn Bramer. Oh, that too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like, I, oh, right. The Lil John lyric. Now, now I remember what happened. Uh, I saw Bleacher Nation put this out. 
might have uh, Bleacher Nation. That doesn't make any sense. What? The football one for the Bears. Yeah, it, it's it's under the same umbrella. It is? Okay, yeah. I apologize. Yeah. They mentioned Justin Fields' stats against the Cowboys and Eagles. Like, oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea, Bleacher Nation. So, against the Cowboys, Justin Fields completed 74% of his passes with two passing touchdowns, 120 passer rating, 60 rushing yards, and a touchdown. Brock Purdy had an 87 quarterback rating with eight rushing yards. No touchdowns. That's not very good. Justin Fields against the Eagles completed 66% of his passes, two passing touchdowns. 66 passes. Uh, 66%. 66%. (laughs) 119 passer rating with 95 rushing yards. That's pretty good. Daniel Jones against the Eagles had 135 passing yards, a pick, a 53 passer rating, and 24 rushing yards. My point is this. These teams were playing in the divisional round of the playoffs. Daniel Jones had Saquon Barkley. He had Brian Dable. Brock Purdy had George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. And Brock Purdy and Daniel Jones did not sniff the offensive production. The points scored, the touchdowns, the yards, the efficiency. Did not sniff the numbers that Justin Fields put up against those two defenses that played divisional weekend of the NFL. So keep in mind, when you talk about moving on from Justin Fields or thinking about what Justin Fields could or could not be, he did more with less this season. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he beat the Niners. That game was in a monsoon and a weird one. But the teams that were alive and playing well, divisional weekend in the NFC, Justin Fields either beat or showed out against way better than the teams that they played this past weekend. Now, I know Brock Purdy and Daniel Jones are not future Hall of Famers, but they were good enough to play this weekend in the NFL, and Justin Fields outplayed their opponents indisputably. Nick Wright, diehard Chiefs fan, could not have been more right about Josh Allen, sent us an absolutely hilarious office decoration. We got a lot to talk about with our friend Nick Wright next on The Score. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. Okay, if we're giving random shout-outs to Chicago radio shows, Parkins and Spiegel, obviously the best. <laughs> Afternoons on The Score. Nick Wright, first things first, co-host, Fox Sports 1. Does America know that you got the single most prestigious award in radio and you couldn't be deigned to show up? Do they know? Well, I wanted to spend time with my wife. Okay, so here's the thing. So Dan got a Marconi. I was at the awards, not because I was nominated. I, of course, when I was a radio professional, was snubbed 15 years in a row. Mm. But because my dear friend Danny Parkins was nominated for the second most prestigious award in radio, and he lost to some dope from Boston. I couldn't believe it, but that doesn't matter. I'm sure Greg Hill does a mediocre job. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Danny Parkin should have won. Does a great job in Chicago, but it's a major award. I won it. I mean, get you a friend who's as loyal as Nick Wright. That's on Dan Patrick's blowtorch. Hundreds of affiliates and television stations around the country just shouting out this show and how snubbed we were for the Marconi. Nick Wright of Fox Sports 1 and First Things First in the What's Right podcast fame joins us now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sportsbook. What's up, Nick? 
Well, you know, it's very interesting that you say get you a friend as loyal as I am to you because you continue to refuse to be as loyal to me, and I will explain why in a moment. But first, hmm. do you want to talk about the Marconi? I, I, I do. Can we – so I <laughs> – Please tell the audience the the gift that you sent me well, and got, really the you show. You got a Marconi. You got a Marconi. <laughs> you guys were supposed to win that Marconi. And, you know, uh, I got my hands on a physical Marconi award. And, uh, you know, who cares whose name is on it? I got it. It's from this year's award. And I sent it to you because you guys deserved it. So you guys, at least from the hardware perspective, have a Marconi. We have Dan Patrick's Marconi. Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> Best national radio show. You do. He sent it to me, and I sent it to you. Uh, and so, because listen, the fact of the matter is, had I gotten to the stage in time to accept the award on his behalf, I would have just given it to you. I didn't get there in time. Some other executive, some executive got up and got it and sent it to Dan, who then sent it to me. So I sent it to you. <laughs> now, if Dan hears this and gets bothered by that, you're going to have to send it back. But I think we're going to be fine. It's <laughs> yours. You guys earned it. Thank you. So we have a Marconi. And we that could just be like on our resume. It's a technicality. We, ha- we were nominated for a Marconi. We have a Marconi. We just didn't win a Marconi. Right, correct. It is it is a hundred percent true to say at the for the two thousand twenty two Marconi Awards, you were nominated, and it is also one hundred percent accurate to say you have a two thousand twenty two Marconi Award for Radio Show of the Year. Okay. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Both are true. Spot the lie. Spot the lie. So thank you to Nick Wright, a very true and loyal friend. Thank you to Dan Patrick, his true and loyal friend, who has been on this show before, and now that he maybe finds out that we have his Marconi, maybe he'll be on again. But how have I not been loyal to you? I listen to First and Pod every Monday and Friday morning, as I assume all of your listening audience does. Yeah. You and Andrew Filipponi do a wonderful job. And I'm listening to an entire segment Everyone to admit Buffalo Bills were overrated. People were premature in anointing Josh Allen. And I just thought it would have been nice <laughs> for you or Filipponi, but I expected it from you to just throw out the cursory. Now, we should mention one person in the country got this right from the very beginning. He was mocked, he was ridiculed, he was called a hater and a troll. Yeah. And yet, literally everything he promised would happen, happened. You were very, very right about Josh Allen, who I still think his best is among the best. He just doesn't do it often enough. So then Vince, by that metric, Vince Carter is a top three player of all time. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. That's not how we do this. We don't. That's not how we measure quarterbacks. You're right. It is not. And by the way, also an outrage that people are trying to throw in there. Well, the weather was bad. Dude plays in Buffalo. Get used to it. Stop it. It was a it was a total no show performance. It's and 
doing it. See, this is where, again, people, do you think going into next year, let's say Mahomes and the Chiefs win this weekend, okay? Yeah. Do you think going into next year some people will still have Allen ahead of Burrow? Because I do. They'll be wrong. Uh, they That was my takeaway was that, like, I, and I had said, I'd be guilty of that. I was like, Mahomes won, Burrow or Allen two, three, three, two, and then you start getting down to, to Herbert and, you know, the next tier of guys. But Yeah, but no, hold on. But, that, but you were less wrong than most. Yeah. Because that was not what most people had. I know. What most people had was Allen, Mahomes, Mahomes, Allen, tomato, tomato. They argued they're the, they are the clear, clear class. They are on the same tier and then everyone else. And this is where I will take it a step further. Going into next season, Josh Allen not have to prove to you, because he has to prove to me, that he actually is the third best guy in the conference. He might be, but Justin Herbert might be, and Trevor Lawrence might be. All of those guys, uh, uh, Herbert, Allen, Lawrence, all have a legitimate argument they could be the third best guy, which means one of them's the fifth best guy. And, and it might be Josh Allen. Just saying. Yeah, I don't I listen. I, I don't think it's Trevor Lawrence. He had a great comeback, but he also had a terrible first half, and he has not had multiple forty-five hundred yard, thirty touchdown seasons like Allen has had. And Herbert doesn't have the playoff highs that Allen has. So I think it's totally reasonable to have Allen third. I think it would be being a bit of a hater to have him fifth, but I don't think you could have him one or two anymore. We're talking to Nick Wright from Fox Sports One and First Things First in the What's Right podcast. How concerned are you about Mahomes this week? I mean, he's hurt. I mean, I'm a little concerned. I what I'll say is this: either have Mahomes on one leg, any other quarterback in football other than the guy they're playing this weekend. I'd rather have had Mahomes on one leg in that second half than any other quarterback in the league, except for Burrow. And now they're playing Burrow. However, here is what I do think: Bengals are an excellent team, and Burrow is an excellent player. They've now gone six playoff games in the course of 13 months without having a single bounce go against them. Not one. They have every kick that has mattered, they have made, and their opponents have missed. Every fumble that has mattered, they have recovered. Every tipped pass has either fallen helplessly to the ground or they have picked off. In their playoff games now, games they are 13 to hold on is this right 13 to 3 turnover ratio I don't know that that's sustainable and I think if Mahomes is 70 percent the Chiefs win Uh, yeah I was floored we talked about it off air I was floored when that line came out man the odds makers are convinced that Mahomes is hurt He's really hurt. Well, and he it's, is hurt. Yeah. Well, no, but and it's you saw the line moved more, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. That since he might go off as a favorite now in this game, I mean, I just I put a lot of stock in that man. They're not only saying that he's hurt; they're saying he's hurt and it's going to matter. So that is a because I mean, healthy Mahomes, even with Cincy's success at Arrowhead and with them kicking Buffalo's ass, Chiefs are four and a half point favorites if Mahomes is healthy. Well, but here's the other thing that I'm interested in, though, also. The Bills' fraudulent pass rush made it seem, and maybe the conditions a bit, 
made it seem like the Bengals didn't have those offensive line injuries. We'll see if those guys are back this week or not. If they're not, the single best defensive tackle in football this year, bar none, plays for the Chiefs. It's Chris Jones. And the Chiefs, while a very flawed defense, a stat that nobody knows and your audience will like want to Google to see if I'm making it up, the Chiefs finished second this year in sacks. It was Philly one by a mile, and number two in the entire NFL were the Kansas City Chiefs. So I do wonder what you know what that can mean against Burrow and if the Bengals O line is still banged up. But but I don't know how long you have. Do you want to? Should we talk about the take that I kind of stole from you that I'm now getting all the national credit for? Because it's a fun one. <laughs> yeah, I do. But Nick, I just put the Dan Patrick Marconi on like the the flimsy microphone stand to put it up to the Twitch camera, and I forgot, and I moved the mic and adjusted it, and it fell, and I caught it like a ninja. I almost broke Dan Patrick's Marconi. Live okay. on- well, that wouldn't be good. Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't be great. Let's listen. Let's try to focus on one thing at a time. Yeah, I would let's, keep- not, let's just do the interview and not be doing something for your Twitch audience. <laughs> and while it could be breaking an award that I might have to return. I'm so sorry. That was mortifying, but it was a nice catch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you were, by the way, again, show your loyalty, NBC Sports Chicago. Can I reveal this in confidence? You were at, you were at, sure, I don't care. Yeah, I think you would care. Uh, Nick was asked to go on NBC Sports Chicago to talk about his uh, Justin Fields for Lamar Jackson trades straight up. And he responded and said, the only Chicago media I do is for Danny Parkins or Mark Carmen. So I'm going to res- I'm gonna have to respectfully decline. It's true. I, 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 I'd love to listen. If they, if you are, if you're filling in that day, I'm in. I appreciate it. But if not, I can't go on with any of these other people. Yeah. So what am I talking what, what's, but go ahead. Well, no, but so, so people, people are giving you a lot of credit. They're very upset about the, about the suggestion. You tweaked what we said on the podcast, but would you do that if you were the Bears? Because to be clear, I would not. But wh- where do you come out on the Bears, Justin Fields, the number one pick in this offseason? Well, listen, I, I, what I certainly wouldn't do is draft the defensive player with the number one pick of the draft. There's no chance I would do that. I, I would be trading that pick for a bounty of picks. There's no, there's no question about that. So that's first of all. And I also wouldn't draft Bryce Young because I don't like small quarterbacks. So there, there's so that part is simple to me. Yeah. The complicated part is, like, do how the how much do I believe in Justin Fields? And I happen to believe in him a good amount, maybe not quite as much as you. And I don't. I want to be clear on this. I think the Bears have a harder time making that trade than the Ravens do. But I do think it is interesting in this regard. The Bears have so much cap space that you could theoretically structure a Lamar contract as such that you, he could have a $70 million cap hit this year and then – The next three years or four years, he could be cap-wise very cheap. Not as cheap as a rookie quarterback, obviously. I understand that. But you could really do some interesting things with it. And if you're the reason it's interesting for the Ravens is they clearly don't want to pay a quarterback 
but they need a mobile quarterback. So while you're saying you, you know, you're not into it, you'd be into it for Lamar plus a pick, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. Like now there, we're talking about it. There's there, there's a price point. I mean, listen, I think that the, it's probably moot. I mean, Harbaugh said they're going to work it out and that he gets to pick the next offensive coordinator and the GM says they want to get it done. And obviously those are just words and money will talk. But I was shocked with how Baltimore handled it at the end. And what I had said on the pod was the Bears can just do anything. They, they can entertain anything. They can entertain DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, drafting a QB at one, trading fields, trading the pick, drafting a defensive player. They could acquire Lamar Jackson's contract because they have all the cap space, all the draft capital, and they think they're, they have their quarterback. But I don't think the Bears would look at themselves as being a quarterback away, and not to mention a quarterback who hasn't developed as a passer like Lamar. And so they'd still like Lamar would still have a question mark attached to him. He would just be way more expensive. So I think they'd rather have a quarterback who's got a question mark attached to him who's very cheap. Yeah, but it's I mean, I would say the the potential I mean I I mean Lamar flawed player, but he's a flawed player that is effective when he's healthy and he is something of a known quantity and I like let me ask you this made that trade make the argument the bears have the best quarterback in the entire nfc wouldn't you yeah i mean the nfc is not yeah it's not good because it's so doesn't that immediately make you a contender um i mean they're the bears roster is bad dude it's real bad but but yeah yes if you have the if you have the best quarterback in your conference you are you are a contender Though Green Bay wasn't this past year, but yes, I again I didn't have the best quarterback this year. Rodgers stunk. You got to get over this Rodgers stuff. He stunk. He's done. Trust me, I'm thrilled that he's done. But I won't believe that Rodgers is done beating the Bears until he's in Canton. Like I, he'll okay, re- that's fair. Yeah, he'll he'll retire. He'll be gone for two years, and I'll still fear that he's going to come out of the tunnel. Nick Wright. First things first, Fox Sports 1. It's a hilarious show with Chris Broussard and Kevin Wilds. You absolutely should watch it in DVR because it goes up against us. It's very rude that we now compete, that he's in the afternoons, the What's Right show, and the man who got us to 2022, Marconi. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Once again, you invite me on. Don't let your co-host speak at all. Kind of rude to Spiegel, but whatever. Talk to you later. He's in Mexico. Bye. That's Nick Wright, Fox Sports 1. We're Spigs. First things first. Literally sent us a Marconi that I almost broke. How mortifying would that have been? That was a nice catch. Say I'm not an athlete. Can't Shane, throw- Shane, what did I say when you walked in the room and you saw where the Marconi was? Immediately, Tanny said, oh, he's going to drop that. <laughs> oh, wow. Immediately. He wow. Said, well, did you say I was going to catch it? <laughs> no, it was a hell of a grab by yeah. you. Thank you. Hang a star on it, folks. Thank you. Thank you. He's on the team for next year. <laughs> Tanny's tribute to the great Lynn Bramer, and then we'll talk with Matt Spiegel about – our best friend in the whole wide world, Max on the score. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.